Welcome to Rethinking Leadership, where we're serving fresh ideas over coffee, because nothing happens before coffee. I'm Jackie Lesser. And I'm Dee Yarrison. Grab your favorite mug and let us fill you up. Hello there. Good morning, Dee. Hi. Hi. As always, good to be here with you and ready for a really awesome conversation about trust. Yes. And an awesome cup of coffee, which is still Mm. steamy hot. (laughs) Lucky you, mine's gone cold. (laughs) But I'm trusting it will be all right. Oh, that's perfect because today's (laughs) episode is trust is a must. That's Mm -hmm. our topic. You know, I'm sure that you know this from your work and I can attest to it. Like people want to trust. They Mm want to know that they can trust themselves. They want to know that they can trust the people they work for, the people they work with. I mean, I think we're born to trust, right? Yeah, right. Ultimately, though, what I've noticed, especially in different organizations that I'm working in or companies or, you know, even even communities, that trust gets taught out. Like it's mm. it's almost taught out of us, you know, the, whether it's experience with a person or a team or a group of people or the environment or culturally. And I also noticed that a lot of times we think we have to do everything ourselves. You know, oh, we're, sure. there's a value on being depend, independent and a value on, on achieving, you know, and being able to say, I did this. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I was teaching on mindset at a women's retreat a while back, we were talking about the hero mindset mm. and how, you know, that is maybe a value that has been enculturated is the he- meaning the hero. I want to fix, I want to rescue, I want to save, nurture. Like I've got you, I've got this. And what we don't realize when we're always coming in, and I think we do this to our young children a lot, we're coming in to fix things for them or make it okay. We're teaching them unknowingly that they can't handle it themselves or I, I don't trust you to handle it. You know, we send them a message, we teach them something. And this is what you said, the trust being taught out you know, so yeah, we, we want to achieve, we want to do it ourselves and we maybe aren't aware of what we are creating in our environment when we do that. Mm, Yeah, that, that is true. And also, you know, where we come from, like once upon a time, there was a, the emphasis was on top down leadership, like the Henry Ford type of leadership where it's hierarchical. I, as the leader, know everything. I'll tell you what to do. And <laughs> when you need to know it. Yeah. Right. And, and and in total control, I can trust that mm. things will get done. But, you know, right. obviously today, rapid change, you know, we need everybody's genius in the room. You know, we right. need to know that it's okay not to know. Yeah. And that other people right. do know and that, you know, together we'll make something great. Yeah. I mean, and that's why they're there, right? Yeah. Why are we paying salaries for other people if we know everything and can do everything ourselves. I mean, yeah. obviously, obviously, you know, our rational mind knows that, that, that we can't, you right. know, we need people. And yet delegation um, often can be an issue. Yes. You know? Yes. And you know, it's funny because I, I have seen it in some clients where delegation is an issue because they need to be control in control or because they have experience of what happens if they don't if they're not in charge mm, of things yeah. or if they don't do it themselves. And I see it not only in the workplace, I see it in the family. I see it in a working parent might think that they need to do everything. Or the person in the family who plans the party and feels like she can't or he can't delegate anything. Yeah. So, right. so that, yeah. Yeah. So there's this like push-pull within us, right. I think, is I, I, I know I 
really can't do this all myself. And that's why you're here. I'm not even supposed to try to do this all myself. But yet there's this voice, this other part of, you know, this voice within me saying, but you have to, or if you don't, this will happen, or remember the last time or whatever the story might be. And so I think a lot of learning to trust or deciding to trust there's a way that we can get familiar with ourselves and our own tendencies. When am I trusting? When am I not trusting? And I've noticed for me that I can really feel this within me. Like I've noticed that there's a posture of trust when I'm trusting. There's a certain way that that looks and feels within my body versus when I'm not trusting. So when I am not trusting, I have this feel this sense of like force. I'm like forcing something to happen or Maybe I notice that I'm really striving because I think it's supposed to go this mm-hmm. way. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to move, you know, I remember in um, my Gestalt training, we learned the phrase, don't push the river. It flows by itself, you know, but I, so I kind of feel that in my body sometimes where I can feel that I'm doing that. Oh my gosh, I'm pushing the river right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really trying to make this go in this way. And that's a sign to me that. I'm not in a posture of trust. I'm in a posture of control. Actually, I feel myself kind of closing off in conversation with other people rather than keeping, you know, the collaboration going or keeping the the dialogue open or even staying in my sense of curiosity and compassion. Right. I'm, I'm not there anymore. I've gone somewhere else versus like the posture of trust. And this is just, you know, what it feels like within me, but I'll just notice in a particular conversation or a, a time with one of my children or whatever, that if I stop and check within myself, I notice, you know, I'm feeling really really good right now. There's an openness within me, a letting go. Like I don't, I'm not thinking that I know anything or it has to go this way or that way. It's just, I'm very fully engaged. I'm very present with this person and very curious. Going with the flow. Going with the flow, right? I'm not pushing the river. I'm just floating along. Um, And it actually, it's interesting because I mean, other people may Mm. experience it in other ways, but if I could choose one or the other way that I would like to feel all the time, I mean, I would choose that posture of trust you know, I would choose to feel the way that it feels. And yet sometimes my my mind gives me the the clue or the you know, flat out just, you know, the, the declaration that no, no, you can't trust right now, you know? So it's, so I do feel that, again, that push pull within myself. I want to go this way. It feels better, but wait, I can't. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so that letting it flow, I mean, it makes me think of that phrase, trust the process. I know we've all heard that and probably said that. Um, we're supposed to trust the process. What, what does that even mean? Yeah. You know, letting go and releasing the, the need to know how it's going to end up. But, you know, I think to Mm. your point, you know, when, when people think that they are, um, in that posture of control, I think it's because there's something really at stake, you know, identity or, you know, safety, Mm. you know, my mortgage doesn't get paid. My kids won't be able to go to private school if I botch this, if, you know, if this project doesn't, you know, end up the way that it's intended. Yeah. So the stakes can I'm be- I'm going to lose my job. Right. Like the we have the these stakes can be high. Fears of what will happen. Yeah. 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 But it's not true. I mean, a lot of that, I mean, I think there's that a bit of catastrophizing that yes. happens. You know, we do that. We kind of go all, we jump over reality mm-hmm. and we go right to this, you know, this like the, the fact that if this project doesn't go well, I'm going to be out on the street. Like yeah. we make those two, we call that a collapse distinction sometimes in coaching where we're, we're collapsing things together that, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's pull that all apart and like take this step by step. And it's a strategy. I think that's a strategy. I think a lot of times also, if we go to worst case scenario and we get all kind of hyped up on that, then sometimes when it doesn't happen, that going to worst case scenario is reinforced. 
you know, just being able to talk to yourself and say, wait a second, I just went, I just took a huge leap mm-hmm. into the worst That's case, right. yeah. you know, can I bring myself back? Right. And as you were saying, you know, how does this tie into trust? I'm perhaps live, enacting the worst case, going to that worst case scenario causes me then to want to grab control, you know, and, and seize every part of that project and take care of it myself or really micromanage the people who are handling each piece, you know, call for a meeting, uh, you know, status update every afternoon or whatever. My ways of micromanaging and controlling because in my mind I've connected this project with like, you know, my my success in life or whatever, whatever my, right. my safety, you know, yeah. as you were saying, right. And yeah. my safety meaning like even my status safety, we've talked yep. before in episodes about identity. Yeah. 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 And you know, it's, it's, it is really tough. I know a lot of very high achieving people do also value control Yeah, because it, it is, they believe it's correlated with their achievement. That's right. And so, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, wait, you know, can I really trust in the process if it's tied to, if the stakes are so high here? Sometimes it's easier to trust the process and trust life when it's outside of work, you know, trust what can't be seen, like where proof or evidence isn't necessarily needed. For example, mm. you know, you're trying to buy a car and it doesn't work out and you're like, well, I guess that wasn't my car. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that wasn't meant or, to be. It yeah. wasn't meant to be. Or you're dating somebody and it, and you end up, you know, realizing this is not the match for you. Oh, well, yeah. you know, I'm sure there's someone there's that would- fish in the sea. Right. Yeah. This is going to work. You know, there'll be somebody that'll work out much better. I had a woman that I was working with recently and she went on a trip and to Paris and bought a, you know, beautiful pair of shoes. And when she was trying on a something, you know, she was trying on a coat and someone stole her shoes. <laughs> and she said, oh my gosh, I hope it was their size. Yeah, <laughs> you that's know, right. Yeah, they like maybe really they needed, needed it them. right yeah. more than I did. So there's mm-hmm. just trust. There's this trust when it's not yeah. tied to your identity, you know, right. necessarily. Yeah. You know, that's it's so not true. meant to be, you know, yeah. it'll come, it'll happen, but it just, that's not necessarily the mm. way we deal with it at work. Right. So I know at the end, you know, circle back to, okay, so what do we do from here? But that was, that's something that I would like to take away with me and maybe to offer to other people too. Like what if, uh, you know, getting clear with myself on what are some of those things that I say that indicate that I just trust life is working out, you know, oh, well, I guess that wasn't meant to be or, oh, that stinks. Okay, move on. You know, what if I could say some of those things in other arenas of my life, for example, work, you know, with a work project or, um, gosh, you know, I, I noticed how I do that. You know, this website update didn't, it's not launched yet. It was supposed to launch yesterday and you know, the world's going to end. No, it's okay. It'll get, you know, what if I trust in the timing, trust in the divine timing, or if, if a client, if it, you know, you think you're going to work with this client and it doesn't work out, you say, you know what? It wasn't my client. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I noticed my posture, talking about those postures of trust and control, I noticed my posture there was a little uncomfortable with some of those ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've been so enculturated, I guess, around work and really important, you know, where the stakes are high about what it means to trust. And like, we've been cautioned about trusting too easily. And um, I'm thinking of a quote, I don't know who said it, but you know, trust takes years to build, seconds to break, and forever to repair. Really? Yeah. Is that really true that it, it's going to take years till I can trust this person? And if they do, you know, one thing in a second, it can all be broken. And if I say it's going to take forever to repair, I'm essentially saying it's never going to, that trust is never going to be repaired. Yeah. And does it have to take years to build? Right. Can I just, can I yeah. c- come in with a posture of trust? Right. 
Yeah, it's interesting because I, I know that's not the only quote that we can probably, you know, hear in our heads about trust, you know, and how hard it is and how, you know, we have to be wary and be careful. Mm. So, yeah, I, I'm thinking here about uh, Lencioni, Patrick Lencioni, and some of the, the work that I've done learned using his models. One of the things that he says about trust in the context of leadership is, you know, we all think that trust is so important. And of course it is. Um, but as a leadership skill, he says, actually, courage is even more important because how do I know if I can trust someone? Well, I just have to trust them. I've got to try it. You know, I got to jump in and, and see what happens. And boy, that takes courage. You know, so how do I know if I can trust someone is to just try it. And so, you know, finding the courage to to do that, to delegate when I'm not really sure if I if it's going to work out well or go with this decision that people really seem to think is going to work, even if part of me wonders about it. And so we trust and we move ahead, mm. you know, and, and something's going to happen. Sometimes that works out far better than we could have imagined, you know, yes. and sometimes it doesn't. But it's really interesting to know that even in those times when the outcome was not, you know, ideal or maybe according to me or even just, you know, really not ideal for the project or whatever. And even in that moment, I can choose to trust, can I? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it would be so much more life-giving to the relationship and to the project. Okay. I'm trusting that there's something else I need to do now. Yeah. You know, there's something else we need to do now. I'm trusting that there's a conversation that needs to be had. I'm trusting that we need to shift the way we're, you know, going about this. Right. And that calls me forth a little bit, I think, because to see I trusted, it didn't work out. And now I could put those walls up and go, you know, and pull up all those old stories about, well, see, I knew it. I shouldn't have trusted them. I'm never going to be able to trust them. You know, that's that's almost a, a cop out. You know, I'll say that. I don't know if that, that mm -hmm. sounds harsh, but I'm saying that about me. You know, I know times I've done that. It really, I was taking the easy way out. It's just easier to say, okay, fine, done with that. Now I'm just going to do it myself versus right. because really what's, why is that easier? Easier than what? You know, getting everyone in a room and engaging in the conversation of, Hmm, okay, that didn't go the way we wanted. What do we do from here? You know, and instigating right. that conversation that may feel difficult. And also, also easier than feeling disappointed yourself. Also than feeling, also easier than feeling the feelings of fear and disappointment. Mm, and so true, you know, right. Yeah. Feelings that I would rather not feel. I don't want right. to, I don't want to feel disappointed. Right. I don't, let me just, yeah. let me just not trust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there we are again, mm -hmm. back to the courage, right? Right. Because we're talking about mm -hmm. doing it differently, um, stepping into something that feels new and therefore maybe a little uncomfortable. Yeah. So so what do we do? Mm. You know, what do we do? I mean, because we, we all come to a place, I mean, no matter what, we all come to a place where we are at a decision point, do I trust, do I not trust? And I think it would be interesting and really helpful for each of us to sort of get familiar with our own trust story. Mm. Right. Yeah. What do I tell myself about trusting people at work or trusting in timing that's out of my control, trusting in anything that's out of my control? What do I yes. tell myself about that? How right. does that feel in my body when I think about that? Like I was saying before, I felt a little bit of like, oh, that doesn't feel great. That's a little uncomfortable. And I also think, you know, just to, to uh, pick up on that a little bit more, you know, if you, once you learn what your trust story is, if you have this position that's like, you know, like the quote that says, breaking someone's trust is like crumpling, crumpling up a perfect piece of paper. You can smooth it over, but it's never going to be the same. Mm. One and done. You know, that's your mentality. That's one trust story. You know, you broke my trust and yeah, I can never it. trust you. Yeah. That's your posture. Mm. That's, that's going to carry with you throughout the other relationships, home, work, whatever. 
Or is your posture in general, everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. And if I, when I can forgive you, that heals myself oh, as well. Most definitely. Yeah. You know, so again, it's like anything else. Trust is a choice. Yeah. I love it. It would be really cool to um, hear people's trust narratives, trust stories as you become aware of them. Maybe you would be willing to share with us in the comments. And if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, you can do that at Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review, and tell us what's happening in your relationships as you become more aware of your trust story and as you work on perhaps shifting out of that posture, if you indeed have one, that posture of control and into more of a posture of trust and ease. Mm, That sounds so good Mm -hmm. (laughs) to me. (laughs) All right. I got a little work to do. I will report Uh, back. Likewise. Likewise. (laughs) All right, Dee. All right, Jackie. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Until next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. We're so glad that you were here with us today, listening to Rethinking Leadership, serving fresh ideas over coffee. You can connect with Jackie Lesser on JackieLesser.com, and you can connect with me, Dee Yarrison, at EssentialShiftNow.com, and we'll see you next time.